Alright, we are live. Good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. This is November 12, 2020 and week 93. If you've been with us for a while, welcome back. We always like to thank you guys and tell you how appreciative we are of you guys tuning in week in and week out to hit to listen what thus says the lord and if you're new around here welcome to joy in the midst of the storm a program where we like to do weekly live stream bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to them to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter um, as you can see from the title we'll be continuing our series this is part two of the principles of the doctrine of Christ and we'll be talking about faith having faith towards God I was just listening to a message today when they talked about Abraham who is called the father of faith he had his first son Isaac when he was 100 years old and God told him to sacrifice that only child and he had to have faith to do that it was a group of people going with him up and then he only took his son up on top of the mountain to sacrifice him and he told the other people don't worry we will be back he said we will be back as in he and his son and then when they got up to the mountain his son had to be of age to know what was going on because he said i don't see the sacrifice i don't i don't see it what's going on here and abraham said the lord will provide his own sacrifice so he had to have faith to do that and we have to have that same faith today um we know that the word says without faith it is impossible to please god and james said just as the soul is without just as the body is without the soul so is faith without works so we must have works to back up our faith so without any further ado i'm going to pass it over to minister tony banks we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message as always we hope we reach at least one person out there we hope each and every single one of you get something out of this message so minister tony banks thank you melvin as always we like to start off the uh, program each night each opportunity we get with a prayer so if you guys are at a place where you can bow your heads we definitely encourage you to do so Gracious Lord, thank you for yet another day in the land of the living. Lord, we thank you for all the many blessings that you continually give to us. Lord, I pray that we don't take them for granted because we know it's so easy to take uh, life for granted at times. Uh, things that typically happen for us every day. Somehow we end up, we just expect them. And it's a big shock when we don't have those things anymore. So, Lord, we're praying that we would just keep a humble attitude, keep a humble mindset, Lord, that we would just uh, stay within your will, whatever it is that we endeavor to do in our daily lives. Lord, we're praying that uh, we would not upset you with our actions. Lord, we're praying for all of our friends, our family members, our loved ones, even our enemies. Lord, we're praying that uh, we would all just continue to do what it is that we need to do if we're off track lord we're praying that we would get on track and if we're on track lord we're praying that we stay on the course lord we're praying uh, even with all of these blessings lord that you would just continue to remind us that there is joy in the midst of every storm we're praying these many blessings in your precious name jesus amen amen so melvin already introduced it we're talking about faith towards god uh the scripture and we may get it. The scripture Paul wrote, and he said, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And that should be all of our goals to please the almighty God. 
the everlasting father. We should be we should set out to please him. You know, <laughs> we try to please everyone in life. We try to please our friends, our family, uh, whoever it is, people that we love and care about. We try to please them. We do things that we wouldn't we don't necessarily even do. We go out of our way many times. But how often do we do that when it comes to God? Do we do things just to please him because we love him? So tonight, again, we're talking about having faith towards God. And just like we did in the first segment of this uh, message or series, excuse me, uh, we started from Hebrews chapter six. So we'll pick it up there again tonight. Hebrews chapter six. In verse one, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Now we are covering the principles. There are six principles, and that's what we are seeking to cover uh, by the grace of God. Go ahead. Mel. Let us go on unto perfection, mm -hmm. not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. Now, this was the first principle that we covered repentance from dead works. We know we have to give up. The vain works, the things that don't profit us, the things that uh, are not beneficial to us. We know we have to let those things go. We know we need to let them go. God wants us to prosper. And it's hard to prosper if we continue to look backwards. It's hard to move forward if we're looking to the right, to the left. So he said we needed to. Uh, change from those dead works. Uh-huh. And a faith toward God. And a faith toward God. That's what we're talking about tonight. Having faith in God. Faith. The substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Faith is so important. Because really, <laughs> we use it every day. We use it every single day of our lives. Faith. You know, uh, even if you go and buy a new vehicle, the first time you get in there, you put the key in the ignition and you have faith that it'll start. You say, oh, this is a brand new car. It should work. We have faith in everything we do. The example we've used time and time again, even if you go somewhere and you sit in a chair that you've never sat in before, you don't, depending on how that chair looks, especially if the chair appears to be in good condition to your eyes, you don't slowly sit down. You don't feel the chair and say, well, maybe I can sit. No, you go and sit. You sit straight down. You have so much faith that that chair is going to uphold you. We practice faith all the time. We don't have to have uh, faith is more than just in God. When we go to the doctor, the doctor tells us, oh, you need these pills to get better. We take those pills believing that they're going to work. We don't question, man, I wonder, is this medicine going to work? We don't question it when they give us the pain pills. We don't pray, God, I'm really hoping these pills work. We already feel that those pills will work. We have faith in every aspect of our life. 
we make plans for tomorrow, having faith that we're still going to be here. So it's time now that we take the faith that we have, that we implement in every aspect of our lives. It's time now that we implement that faith towards God. And having the mindset that I know God is he's he's going to work something. I may not know what it is, but he's going to do something. He's going to show himself mighty in my life somehow in the lives of those around me. Even in my enemies lives, he's going to show himself. Whether it be great or terrible, God is going to show up and somebody said he's going to show out. So having faith towards God, we need that. Uh, let's move on. We don't have to read the rest of this verse. Uh, let's move to Hebrews 4 and verse 2. Praise the Lord, Sister Cynthia. Praise the Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Praise him. Good to see you. Hebrews 4 and verse 2. For unto us was the gospel preached. Now, in order for us to have faith, we have to have heard something. Paul told us that faith comes by hearing. Now, I know we've heard it. If we've been in church any amount of time virtually, We've heard faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we have to hear God's word in order for us to gain faith towards God. Now, we can gain faith towards other things, but we're talking about faith towards God. So we have to hear about him first. So that our faith is increased. So. Here, Paul says, we heard the gospel. It was preached to us. For unto us, the gospel was preached. Mm -hmm. As well as unto them. As well as unto them. It's two groups. There's an us and there's a them. Somebody said they're not with us. <laughs> so they are with them. There's an us and there's a them. Mm-hmm. But the word preached did not profit them. It did not profit someone still holding on to dead works, still holding on to unbelief. The word is not going to profit everyone. Mm -hmm. Not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. It was not mixed with faith to those people that heard it. It wasn't mixed with faith. So tonight we're talking about believing in God, believing that he is having faith in him to do all things. The song said he can do all things, but fail. Having faith towards God. Because we know there is no lack of power in God, but we have to display that in our daily lives, because oftentimes we find ourselves doubting him. Saying, I don't know if he can. Uh, there is some scripture on that. We may or may not get to it tonight, but. At the end of the day, we have to trust him. 
Now, I want to move somewhere else. Uh, let's go to Acts chapter 17. Because so many times, and like I said earlier, we can have faith in things that we don't know. The example that I gave earlier, it can be a brand new car. We have faith that that car will start. We don't know anything about that car. We don't know <laughs> uh, if the engine fired up or not before. We don't know a lot of things. Uh, when we come into a new room, we flick the light switch. We don't know if the lights are going to work. We just have faith in the unknown. We have faith. The new medicine that the doctor gives us. We have faith that it's going to work. We never tried the medicine before. So many instances. But we have faith in the unknown. So that's how it is. Uh, and that's how we'll find it in Acts the 17th chapter. People having faith in the unknown. But God wants his people to know him. He wants us to know him. He wants us to know who he is, to understand him, to comprehend him. Because that's the only way we'll truly have faith in him. Unwavering faith. Is if we're known of him and he's known of us. So. Acts the 17th chapter and we'll pick up verse 16 here. I see we have some comments there, Melvin. Yeah, friend Casey, uh, he says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. That's so true. And Whitney says, hello. <laughs> hey, Whitney, praise the Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you both. Praise for tuning God. In. Hope you get something out of the message. Thank you guys for joining us. As always, we definitely appreciate uh, anyone who takes the time out of their day uh, to fellowship with us, to uh, just talk about the goodness of God. Uh, because he's been so gracious and merciful in all of our lives, despite what it is that's going on. I know he's been good. I, I guarantee we can all find something in some way that God has been good to us. So. Acts 17 uh, and starting at verse 16. Now, while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was stirred in him. When he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. Now we find an issue here. A city. Full of people. Were given. To false gods. To things that were not God. They have faith. Towards. Something else. They misplaced their faith. So. Paul was disturbed and anybody who truly understands God and understands the condition of people should be disturbed. So he was disturbed. Mm -hmm. Therefore disputed he in the synagogue with the Jews and with the devout persons and in the market daily with them that met with him. Mm -hmm. Then certain philosophers of the Epicureans and of the Stoics encountered him. And some said, what will this babbler say? Other some, he seemed, <clears throat> he seemed to be a setter forth of strange goods, 
because he preached unto them Jesus and the resurrection. They said, what does he have to tell us? He's teaching these other guys <clears throat> because he's preaching about Jesus. Paul was coming down there to tell them to have faith in Christ. Our Lord and Savior, the one who shed his blood on Calvary for us. For many, he shed his blood. Go ahead, Mel. And they took him and brought him into Areopagus, saying, May we know what this new doctrine that whereof thou speakest is? <laughs> they said they wanted to hear what this new doctrine was. You know, when we opened this message, we were talking about the doctrine of Christ. That was a new doctrine to them. They needed to hear this new doctrine because the doctrine that they had been hearing. It was the doctrine of devils. So they said they wanted to hear about it. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Go ahead. For thou bringest certain strange things to our ears. We would know, therefore, what these things mean. For all the Athenians and strangers which were there spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear some new thing. Everybody spent all their time <laughs> wanting to hear a story, wanting to find something new, wanting to tell something. That's what the scripture said they spent all their time doing. Dead works. Wasting time. You know, we love to hear something new, something juicy. <laughs> we love to hear some new gossip. But what they were going to get in this instance was going to be the word of God, the true word of God. Go ahead, Mel. Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, ye men of Athens, I perceive, I perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious. Ye are too superstitious, Paul told him. Mm -hmm. For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with the inscription to the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship, him declare I unto you. To the unknown God, they have faith to the unknown God. But Paul came down here so that he could make it plain to them who it is that they should have faith in. And so by the grace of God tonight, I'm hoping to show uh, in the scriptures who it is that we should have our faith in. Because he's known today. He may have been unknown in centuries, generations past. You know, we find <laughs> in so many places in the Old Testament, uh, even as far back as Moses, where Moses wanted God to reveal who he was. And God simply told him, I am that I am, would not tell him who to have faith in other than just have faith in God. But I'm reminded of Jesus, glory to God, the revelation of Jesus, the revealing of the one true God. When he came here, he said, ye believe in God, believe also in me. 
That's who we should have our faith in. Our trust should rely on Jesus. We should do all things in the name of Jesus. We know that's the name above every name. The name that knees must bow to. The name that tongue must confess to. So. When we have faith in Jesus, we have faith in God. There's some that dispute the name of Jesus. But there is no greater name. So Paul came down here to tell them about Christ. He reading here, Mel. God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands. God doesn't dwell in buildings. He doesn't dwell in statues. God doesn't dwell in uh, pictures. He doesn't dwell in necklaces or chains. It's God's uh, desire to dwell in us. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you? Not all of us have the Holy Ghost. But this is faith towards God, knowing that God loved us so much that he wanted to be in us. He's a spirit. God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. He loved us so much. He found us more precious than gold. He found us more precious than silver. He found us more precious than uh, whatever the most expensive thing is that we can find. You know, uh, I believe it was what, maybe a week ago we were talking about a Bugatti. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God finds us more precious than that, than any car, than any house. God finds us more precious than all these things. So we ought to have faith in him. We ought to have faith in Christ. God so loved us that he sent Jesus to die for us. Why shouldn't we have faith in him after all that he's done for us? Go ahead, Melvin. Neither is worship with men's hands. As though he needed anything. He doesn't need us. <laughs> he doesn't need us to raise our hands towards him. Lift him up in the sanctuary. He doesn't need us. But yet he still chose us. He still wants us. You know, that means something. When someone doesn't need you, but they want you. That's love. That's love. Because it's easy for someone to take care of you because they need you. That's easy. They'll put up with some things because they need you. But when someone truly loves you, they'll go the extra mile. That's how God has extended his love to us. Somebody ought to return that love. Because he wants us to be a part of his life. He wants to be a part of our lives. 
That's true love. Mm-hmm. Seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things. God gives us so much life that we don't deserve. Look at the evil things that we've done to one another. And I can speak for myself. Look at the things we've done to one another. Things that we're embarrassed about. And yet, he still chose us. What manner of love. We can find so many people throughout our lives who've turned their backs on us and said, I never want to see you again because of some mistakes we've made. But God hasn't done us that way. This is the real Christ. This is the real God. This is the real love of God. We, we ought to have faith in him. We ought to believe him because it means something because he does not need us. We are expendable. You know, that's what jobs do to so many people. You do something to get on their bad side. And they'll tell you, we'll find somebody else to do the same thing you do. They don't need us. And God doesn't need us, but he's not going to get rid of us the same way our job does. He's not going to get rid of us that way. He's going to do everything possible to hold on to us. That's love. That's love. This is faith towards God. We ought to have that same faith towards him. We ought to have the same faith towards him. The way he's long suffering with us. Go ahead, Mel. And hath made one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth. Mm -hmm. And hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of the habitation of their habitation. That they should seek the Lord. If happily they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. He's not far from us. Paul told him, Jesus died for us and gave his blood so that we can have eternal life. And then he said, we should seek him if we want to. And he's not even far from us. We can seek him and we don't have to go far. We don't have to go to another state. We don't have to go to another city. We don't have to go to another country. He's not far. All we have to do is cry out to him and he'll answer. He'll answer in ways that you did not expect. Go ahead, ma'am. For in him we live. For in him we live. We have life in Christ. We know that's what Jesus came to bring. He said he came to give us life and that more abundantly. He said, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. That's new life. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are made new. God comes to give us a new life. An abundant life. 
not the life that we had previously. Not the life where we were continuing to hurt ourselves with dead works. Not the life where we had to hide things from people. He's going to give us a life that we don't have to be ashamed. He's going to give us hope because there's so many people out there who don't have hope. Burdened down with the situations that we find ourselves in. But God wants to change that. And through Christ, he is changing that through what Jesus did. He told us, Jesus told us while he was here, he said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. He drew us with the love that he showed. Because love gets people's attention. You get someone's attention with love. Because it's a light. It's just like a light. It doesn't matter how dark it is. Shine a light. It will be noticeable. The light is always noticeable. So love is noticeable. And God notices our faith. And he rewards our faith. Go ahead, Mel. Again, for in him we live and move and have our being. As certain also of your own poets have said, we are also his offspring. We have our strength. We have the ability to just move. We have the ability to blink our eyes. So many things that we might take for granted. God gives us that. It's through Jesus that we have this. It's through Christ that we can have peace with God. So we should believe in him. Go ahead, Mel. For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone graven by art and man's device. God is not wood. God is not brick. He's not gold. He's not the statues that we bow down to. God is not any of these things. He's not those things. Those things were made by our own hands. Mm -hmm. In the times of this ignorance, God winked at Now, we were ignorant when we were doing these things. And my God, we're still ignorant today. But Paul said, at the times of this ignorance, God overlooked it. He winked at it. Now, this was in the past. Mm hmm. But now, but now that was in the past. Now, uh huh. Commandeth all men everywhere to repent. God wants us to repent and have faith in him. Have faith in the one that he sent. Read that next verse, man. Because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained. By Jesus. Hallelujah. By Jesus. He's going to judge the world by Jesus. We, got, we ought to have faith in him. Paul came down there 
to give them faith in Jesus. Go ahead, Mel. Whereof he hath given assurance unto all men, and that he hath raised him from the dead. He raised Jesus from the dead. Somebody ought to believe that tonight, that Jesus was raised from the dead. And even more, that now we can have peace with God. Now we can trust and rely on God to do all things in our lives. Go ahead, Melvin. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked. And others said, we will hear thee again of this matter. Mm -hmm. So Paul departed from among them. Some of them didn't believe it. But some actually believed and have faith in God. So I'm praying tonight that someone would believe these words. I know somebody's going to see these videos and they're going to mock. I expect it. You know, I would be afraid if somebody didn't because I know the scriptures have to be fulfilled. So I'm hoping that someone will have some faith towards God. I want to get one more thing. Uh, in the book of Matthew chapter 8, because we're going to find someone who had faith in Jesus. Matthew chapter 8, and we're going to pick up verse 5 here. Faith is powerful. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him. Now, this army man, he was in the military. And I don't know if he was a general. I don't know what his rank was. But I do know that he had some type of status. He had some type of authority. Because we'll see what he says. Saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy. Now, this is his servant, somebody who helped him do whatever their job was to do. Go ahead. Grievously tormented. Now, he was asking for help for his servant. And he came to the right man. Go ahead, Mel. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. Now, Jesus. Now, this is interesting to me because Jesus offers to go and heal him. He offered to come. The centurion did not ask him to do that. But Jesus offered to go and heal him. Go ahead. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof. Glory to God, the humility that this man showed. He said, I'm not even worthy of this. The old wretched man that I am, I'm not worthy of this, that you should even step foot into my house. I don't know what sins the man was troubled with, but I know none of us are worthy. Go ahead, man. But speak the word only. Speak the word only. Mm -hmm. And my servant shall be healed. And his servant will be healed. He says, speak the word. Now, this is having faith. He said, you don't have to physically show up. You don't have to be in the vicinity. You don't have to be near. Hallelujah. You don't have to be within 100 miles. 
all you have to do is speak the word. We know that's what God did in the beginning. He spoke the word. And whatever God said, it was done. We know we've quoted it so many times. He said, let there be light. And the light came. He said, let the dry land come forth. And the land came. The water moved. He separated the waters from the waters. I don't know how God does these things. But he spoke the word and it happened. Now, this centurion understood and he had some faith in Jesus to know all he had to do was speak it. You know, we should have this type of faith. To where we understand all God has to do is speak to the situation. We don't have to see all the things that we think we need to see. We don't have to get positive results. For a miracle to take place. We don't have to get good news. For God to speak and change the situation. We don't have to have these things. Because all he has to do is speak and he can reverse it. Right now, we're coming into a time of the year where. The coronavirus is once again, so, so many people are uh, thinking. That it's going to get bad again. But we have a God who all he has to do is speak the word and the coronavirus doesn't have to have an effect on our lives, even if we get it. He can reverse it. All he has to do is speak the word. That's all he has to do. He can speak the word and we can never get it. He can speak the word we get it and, and we fully recover. He just has to speak it. Because the Bible tells us. The word cannot. Come back void. The word is always going to work. So I know we have faith in the light switch that the light is always going to work. I know we have faith in our key when we stick it in the lock and say, oh, I know this key is going to unlock the door. I know we have faith in our family. We say, oh, so-and-so is going to be there for me. We have faith in so many things. And nothing's wrong with that. But I hope and pray that we would have faith in God that all he has to do is speak the word. And we know what he says It's automatic. It's automatic. It's going to be done. Go ahead, Melvin. Again, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. Mm -hmm. For I'm a man under authority, having soldiers under me. Now, this man understood what authority was he has some faith in God he had God has given this man an understanding to know what authority is like he said I have people under me go ahead Melvin. and I say to this man go and he goeth. <laughs> go ahead and to another come and he coming he said I can tell people you go do this and they do it I can tell people you go and do that and they do it, even if they don't want to do it. He said, I have that authority. He said, I have it. 
So he recognized Jesus has authority also. Even over sickness, even over death, even over sadness, even over anxiety, depression, whatever it is bad that we can call. Even over uh, anger, whatever it is, whatever evil things there are in this world, he recognized Jesus has the authority over them. He has some faith. He said, all you have to do is speak the word. He recognized the authority that he had himself over the servants. And then he took that same uh, recognition and applied it to Jesus and recognized. All things are underneath God's feet. And all things are under the feet of Jesus. Sickness is the sickness has to obey Jesus. We seen the demons as Jesus walked, they fell down, bowed down to him, and they didn't want to leave, but they knew their time was up. The legion knew the time was up, so they begged Jesus to send them into the pits because they knew they had to leave. Everything has to obey our God. We ought to have faith in him. You know, everything obeys God but us. <laughs> everything obeys God but us. So the man said, speak the word. Go ahead, Mel. And to my servant, do this. And he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. Hallelujah. He found faith. He said, believe in God. He said, you believe in God. Believe also in me. If you have faith in God. Now, this is what Jesus was saying. In another place, he said, you have faith in God. Have faith in me also. I and my father are one. The works that he doeth, the father does them through him. So to have faith in God, we have to have faith in Christ. We cannot separate the two because the two is one. Having faith in Jesus. This is the true doctrine of Christ to recognize. He's near. He's not far away. All we have to do is call on him, rely on him, trust in him. And he will show up. So Jesus said he has not found this type of faith amongst Israel. These are his people. He hadn't found this type of faith. He's looking for this faith right now. Jesus said in one place, when he returns, will the son of man find faith on earth? He's looking for this faith. So. Uh, I want to get one more thing. I said that the last time, but hmm. that verse came to my mind. Let's pick up Luke 18 and verse eight. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. 
Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, when Jesus cometh, mm-hmm. shall he find faith on the earth? He wants to know, will he find faith on earth? Will he find it? He's talking about beyond believing that he exists. He's talking about, do we believe him to exist in our problems, to exist in our lives, to exist in our situation? Do we believe he truly can help us? Do we believe he is going to help us? This is having faith towards God. Do we believe he can speak and it'll be done whatsoever he says? So, this is where we are. This is the foundation of the gospel. Having faith in God and having faith in God is having faith in Jesus. We must trust in Christ. You know, <laughs> uh, one of our mottos is in God we trust. Do we? Because Jesus asks, will he find faith? That's nothing but trust. Will he find trust when he returns? So I'm hoping that we would consider these things tonight. And if we don't have the faith that we need, we can make the statement that a man said uh, in another place. Uh, and I believe it was commented earlier. Uh, the man said, Lord, help mine unbelief. We can ask God to increase our faith. That's what we all need. I know we all need an increase. You know, it's just like our bank accounts. We feel like we always need an increase in our bank account. We need an increase of faith even more. Because we can never have enough of it. So I thank you guys. Um, once again for tuning in uh, because like I said earlier God has been so good to me and I'm not going to speak for you but I'm sure I could in this instance but God has been so good to me despite whatever issue I have despite whatever issue I will have despite whatever issue I have had he's still been so good to me so I thank I thank you guys once again and at this time, I'm going to turn it back over to Mel. <laughs> and I also thank you guys for tuning in. I see we have a lot of comments. Um, I thank um, Stephen, Whitney, our friend, Casey, Sister Rosie, praise the Lord, and Sister Betty, praise the Lord, and Cynthia from earlier, praise the Lord. Roger commented. Uh, we thank each and every single one of you guys for tuning in. And if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, please leave them down in the comment box. We'll be happy to give attention to them because, um, as I always say, Whatever question may be on your mind, please ask it. These messages are being recorded. Somebody could be listening to this 50, 60 years down the line. God's word, you know, if if we are still here, God's word is the same. Always the same. I listen to messages from 30, 40 years ago. They're reading this exact same stuff that we're reading now. It has not changed. God is the same yesterday, today, and he'll be the same tomorrow. So don't hesitate to ask any questions. Because we've all had questions and we, we still have questions. I still have questions to this day. So don't hesitate to ask them. But um, I'm reminded of a, another story in, in the Old Testament of a man I'm pretty sure a lot of people know of Job. 
Uh, we talked about this last year in our in-person Bible study, and it was called patience and obedience because um, along with faith, you're definitely going to have to have some patience. I know that the song says he may not come when you want him, but he'll be there right on time. He is an on-time God, and his timing is not with our timing. And, and the scripture says a day with the Lord is, is of a thousand years to us. So no telling, there is no telling when he will come, but we have to have the faith, the patience, and we also have to be obedient to what he says. Because uh, one great pastor says, if you do it like God says, it'll turn out like he says. And if you don't do it like God says, it'll still turn out like he says, but you'll be on the wrong end of it. So take heed to what God is saying. And as Tony was saying earlier, he has definitely been good to me especially when I don't deserve it, you know, like our parents do when we would get on their nerves and when they would ground us and we would still sneak out anyway, we didn't deserve a lot of things, but they still get, they still loved us. They still did things for us, even though we didn't deserve it. Just because they're mad doesn't mean they stopped caring. Doesn't mean they stopped loving you. That's just how God is. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago um, in the message called his hand is stretched out. Still he may be upset with you, it may punish you. The scripture say he chastises them that he loves. He corrects them. But he still has his arm stretched out waiting for you to hold on. In the book of Revelation, Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. When he says, amen, his three years of life or our whole life. Yep. His timing is definitely not like ours. Another thing we have to understand is his thoughts are not our thoughts, nor are his ways our ways. As high as the heaven is above the earth. So are his thoughts and his ways above our thoughts and our ways. So we may have a thing planned out and we, we may have our hearts set to it and we may have even prayed about it. And we may feel like God assured it because of how we feel. As I often say, the human emotion can definitely get us in trouble. We may do something that we think is for God and God may not might may not have approved it. We need to seek the true man of God. God says, I give you pastors out of my heart to feed you with knowledge and understanding. So we should go to those pastors for the knowledge and the understanding to make sure that what we're doing is of God, because a lot of people will go on the day of judgment and say, Lord, I've did so many wonderful works in your name. I built these great, these great buildings in your name. I've cast out devils in your name. And God said, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, for I know you not. And that will be a very, a very sad day. <laughs> but that's all I really do have to say. And, um, Every week, I would like to mention, um, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And I have now included the link in the podcast description. So no matter where you listen to your podcast on, in the description, there will be a, a, a link to the meeting ID. And if you join, I can add you to the group so that you can get notified. I'll upload a message after every Every message that we do saying that it has been uploaded, you can go back and listen to it. So all of our previous messages on the live stream, on Zoom, or even when we did it on in our college campus library, they're all there. And it's linked in the podcast description. So I do encourage you to listen to patience and obedience. All of it is important, but you definitely see what Joe went through. Even his own wife told him to curse God and die. And the scripture said, through all this, he did not sin with his lips. He had sores from the sole of his feet to the crown of his head. Lost all of his kids, lost, lost everything 
And but if you keep reading until the end, you'll see what God blessed him with. Because he had faith through it all. And that's what we have to do. We get upset. We get aggravated at every single minor inconvenience that we have, because I used to be that way. But another thing, as Tony mentioned earlier, I had to start thinking, wait, I'm getting mad at this little inconvenience when I'm taking the simple things for granted. I can breathe on my own. It's a lot of people or what they call living on what they call artificial life, where they have a machine breathing for them. <laughs> they have to get food through tubes. I can eat freely. I can hear, I can smell, I can sense. A lot of people have no feeling. A lot of people don't have sight or hearing. They're blind and mute. And these are the little things that we take for granted. So whenever I feel myself get agitated, because I'm not going to sit here and lie to you, I do get agitated. And oftentimes it shouldn't be even anything that I get agitated with. But when I do get agitated, I quickly think about those things that I take for granted. And that helps. And also fasting and praying definitely helps. So I definitely encourage you guys to check out all of those previous messages that we have. They're all good. It's over 130 of them. And we're going to keep on rolling. Steven says, I missed the one last night. Well, definitely, Steven, um, you can click on that link and listen to it because it has been recorded. And we look forward to having you and anybody else who wants to join in our Zoom meetings. Have a group of dedicated people on fire for the Lord. So I see that we don't have any further comments, so I'm going to leave it right there. We thank each and every single one of you guys for tuning in and listening to what thus says the Lord. So if there be nothing else, as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. There's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. So we hope you guys got something out of the message and if it be God's will, we will see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the word of God. You guys be blessed and have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. My name is Melvin Corners here along with Minister Tony Banks who brings the word every week. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. You should tune in and ask questions or just tell us how you're doing. We'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic. Rejoice in the Lord always. Always.